Welcome to Grumos Course Creators Podcast, where I deconstruct world-class online instructors to extract the tactics, tools, and systems they use to create and sell their online courses. If you want to learn what it takes to stop trading hours for dollars and start generating income by sharing your expertise online, this show is for you. With over 120 online courses and 80,000 students, today's guest, Diego Davila, has already enjoyed tremendous success as a social media marketing online instructor. The catch is that almost 100% of his revenue comes from selling his courses on marketplaces like Udemy and Skillshare. Diego is ready to take control over his teaching business and has decided to launch his own online school on Teachable. In this episode, you'll learn about how he plans to make the transition to Teachable without leaving those marketplaces behind altogether. We also go deep into Diego's course creation and marketing strategies, including the exact process he follows to produce over a hundred professional-looking lectures a month. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Miguel Hernandez from Grumo.com. And today I'm going to interview my very good friend, Diego Davila. Uh, Davila has been teaching online for a few years now. He has found a lot of success and he's just a fantastic guy. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to, well, so tell us how, how, a little bit about you. How did you get started? Uh, uh, and where do you, what do you teach specifically? Excellent. Thank you, Miguel, for inviting me here. Uh, hey guys, my name, my name is Diego. I teach on, on Udemy for, uh, since 2014. Basically, I started doing that because I was working on a regular job and I wasn't enjoying my, my daily job. So I decided that I need to do something else in order to earn more money, increase my income and, and, and basically working on something that I really enjoy, right? So that's why I started uh, teaching online. I started with Udemy. Now I am on Udemy Skillshare, starting my own platform, Teachable 2. We will talk about that probably. Yes, yes. And I mainly teach right now uh, social media marketing, digital marketing, Facebook, YouTube marketing, and everything the small entrepreneur. I mean, people that are starting on digital marketing, all the things, all the tools, and all the knowledge, the strategies that they need in order to grow their online presence. Okay. On yeah. all the channels, yeah. Yes, no, that is so important actually, because one of the things I keep telling my my students is that uh, creating the course uh, is just like a small percentage of all the work you need to do in order to start exactly. getting sales. And marketing is such a big, important part. So there you go. If you need help uh, doing social media marketing, uh, the, go to uh, Diego. And at the end, we'll tell you exactly how you can check out his courses. Uh, so so you just say you sell, you sell on a Skillshare and Udemy. Uh, now, uh, and you're going to start... Let's just let's just give some numbers here so people have an idea yes. of how you know like how many courses have you done so far? I have twenty six courses right now on on Udemy and I have a hundred and three on Skillshare. Skillshare courses are smaller, are like twenty minute courses. Yeah, like where I teach specific skills. Yes, it's not like a complete masterclass on Udemy. Yes, I invest more time, so I have courses 
uh, 10 hour plus courses. I have one that is almost 30 hours, which is crazy. I know. Um, yeah, but 26 on Udemy and more than a hundred on Skillshare right now. That is amazing amount of, uh, the courses. Wow. So, uh, I, I'm sure people are going to ask one question. So, uh, regarding Udemy, uh, mm -hmm. What is the ideal length? Because I think there's there's been so this is something that I've, I've been confused about. Udemy says that that the best courses are not too long, so people watch them, right? But then, mm -hmm. like I heard Phil Ebiner, who's also very successful on Udemy, saying when you see two courses, if one is longer, the perceived value is higher, and more Correct. people are more likely to buy that mm -hmm. one. So, what do you think about the duration on Udemy? Courses? On Udemy, Miguel, on my experience for the topic that I teach. The longer the course, the longer courses works better when you are selling to students because they go, I mean, as Phil said, they, they search for Facebook marketing, for example, and they have like three courses there, which are the top courses and they start comparing first the reviews, how many reviews they have, how many students to see the social proof. So that's what is important to when you have a new course to invite people maybe for free initially to start creating that community, start creating this uh, social proof yeah. and also. I think they teach, they, they actually check the curriculum. Yes. So when they see the curriculum, they see that it's a, co a, a comprehensive course that includes like everything they need. Mm -hmm. They go for that one, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that, my experience, that's what's worked for me on Udemy specifically. Okay. So no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, now I noticed that a lot of students and I mean, I've, I've, I was one of the early Udemy students, but I, I never really put a lot of attention to Udemy. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, Oh my goodness, I should have, because look at these guys, they're just killing it there. Right. <laughs> but obviously I'm running a studio. I'm always doing my little inventions. And, uh, but uh, I see some students have like hundreds of thousands of students in your case, it says that you have like 67,000 students mm -hmm. now. Uh, is that all paid students or, or what is the percent, the ratio uh, typically uh, in your case and on other people? That's a great question, man. Initially, initially, Miguel, I was giving a lot of free coupons. Okay. So I, when I had, let's say, I don't remember exactly, but eight, 10 courses. Yeah. I was giving free coupons. And at that time, I'm not sure. I think that the Udemy algorithm uh, work in a way that when they see students coming to the course, fresh students, and they are start taking the lectures, the course grew in the, in the rankings. Right, right now, I am not giving any free coupons anymore. So I am releasing courses and because I already have a community of students that are looking for the course that I have, I basically just send a Udemy promotional announcement to them. Okay. We have two promotional announcements on Udemy and I use one of them to let them know about the new course. Okay. So in that way, I am building my community. I mean, I already built, built the community, but I am building the community inside the new course just through the educational announcements and also my email list. Right. But initially, uh, answering your question, I think um, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I can say like 50% maybe of yes. the students yes. uh, enter the, the, my, my Udemy community for free, yes. but I am not sure if they, after they enter the Udemy community on my courses, I am not sure if they purchase another course from me on the future. Maybe that happened. They came yeah. in for free and they end up buying another course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult to say exactly. Of course. Yeah. There is a, uh... 
that's a strategy that I never used because I never sold any uh, uh, courses for free. But then in hindsight, now that I learned more about marketing, it makes a lot of sense to use that strategy, at least at the beginning, to to get yes. early traction, early social proof, and then realizing that a, a percentage of the people that buy it for free because now they get to know you and like you and trust you are way exactly. more likely to buy from you. So yes. do you think that's still a good strategy for somebody starting uh, on Udemy? 100%. I, I, I believe that. I think if, if you are starting on Udemy, I think the best way to do it is or create a premium course and give free coupons to create that, to create that momentum or create a free course, smaller version of your premium course. That's yes. a good strategy. Yeah. And people will start enrolling and they don't need your coupon in order to enroll because the course, the course is free. So if they go to Udemy and they search for your keyword, they will find your course, enroll, and they will be on your list, right? Um, so later you can release a premium course yes. about the same subject and you can, uh, you, you will be able to sell to these students. I, I know that we are not able to send promotional emails to free courses, yes. but at the end of the course, you can add a bonus lecture where you invite yes, them to, to go to your, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a good strategy. So when, so. Now, what is your best strategy to promote a free course? Because obviously on Udemy, you're limit restricted. You cannot yes. really promote that free courses. So when you started, how did you go about giving free coupons? Where do you, what was your strategy to get a lot of free students? In the B, actually I have only, I have only one or two free courses, 100% free. Okay. Uh, that I created, especially on the beginning, because I mean, I didn't have any students to sell. Yeah. So at that time, basically, uh, a good percentage of my students discovered on the Udemy search. So they search for my keyword and yeah. they enroll. Okay. And at that time, Miguel, I am, I'm not sure if it's available right now. We had a lot of Facebook groups yes. of people that distribute coupons. Ah, so yeah. I remember that we were able to post the coupons also on Udemy Studio, which is the main uh, Facebook group for yes. Udemy. Yes. And also there are, there were other groups where you can just post saying, Hey guys, this is my new course is free. You can enroll there. I'll, I'll be happy to, to see you inside or something like that. Oh, okay. So that's a strategy I used at that time to, to do it right now, Miguel, I think we have great tools still. I mean, I am not, I'm not sure if we can post on Udemy studio, the free coupon. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, if you are starting and you have a free course, maybe you can create a YouTube video teaching, teaching people about some specific area of your course. You know, yeah. if you are teaching, for example, how to create a website, yeah. you can have a video. What is a domain name on YouTube? Yes. And at the end of the video, you can say, Hey guys, I have a free course for you. 100% free on Udemy. Just click on the link and enroll. Yeah. That's another way to promote it too. Yeah. No, that is a good strategy. That's something I'm going to be teaching at, uh, on this current challenge that I'm doing is leveraging YouTube, which I found a a lot of the top instructors use YouTube as a lead generation source, right? Because it ranks high on Google, because yes. you can use every single video as an asset to promote your course, right? Uh, but uh, okay, I guess the, the takeaway is that to get started, you sh uh, give enough uh, free access to your course, uh, at least on, on a platform where social proof is so important, uh, exactly. it makes it makes sense to to do that and then appropriate people to, the, to their yes. paid course. 
Uh, cool. Because I think, yeah, I mean, I think Miguel that uh, I, I see sometimes I go to Udemy and I start searching for keywords and, and and see how the marketplace is working, you know, because it changes all the time. Yeah, and I see sometimes Miguel uh, new instructors, new courses that have like one two students and they released it like two three months ago. Yeah, so that's the problem that some people are starting. We need, I, I know that we work a lot, especially if it's your first course, it's difficult to create it sometimes oh, yeah. because it's the first course. And when you are creating, 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 it will get easier. But if you don't promote it for free initially, you won't create that initial community that we need in order to grow on Udemy, right? Yeah. So that's why it's important to create your course and try to put a hundred students or maybe 200 students there and, and start sending educational announcements, start engaging with them. And, and and just creating that community. That's the most important thing at the beginning. Okay. Now, uh, do you also sell on your own sites on Teachable or that's something you're planning to do eventually? So I am right now, actually, I just finished uh, uploading all my courses to Teachable and yeah. I am working also on a new uh, version of my website, diegodavila.com, yeah. um, which is already, uh, actually, I was on a meeting today in the morning with a developer. It's ready and it's ready to, to go live. Nice. And that, that new website, I am planning to actually point to Teachable right now. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, because I have the Udemy community, I will continue promoting Udemy courses. I love Udemy. It's working well for me. Of course. But I am on a point that I also need to start creating, uh, to have more control on my business. Yes. So that's why I started with, with Teachable specifically. There is also Thinkific that yes. is a great platform. Um, yeah, probably in the next month, um, everyone that goes to my page will be able to see my, my courses on Teachable too. So that's amazing. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, I noticed uh, several instructors, including myself. I mean, I originally started selling on my own website before Teachable or Thinkific assisted, but I never did any wow. marketing because I uploaded <laughs> my first course on Udemy and I got a bunch of sales without doing anything. So I, I got used to the easy life. Uh, but now <laughs> I, most top instructors are are, are 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 doing a hybrid strategy, what I say, right? It's yes. like get a social proof on Udemy, get, learn to it, make some sales, and then start building your real business where you can own that uh, biggest asset, which is your email list and that relationship and do it that way uh now what 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 is the main reason you decided to to start self-hosting selling your courses on your own because we can sell uh basically at the end of the day is because we can provide more value okay we will charge i will i am planning to charge a little bit higher price than udemy and udemy the average price is 10 to 15 dollars per student yes. so i'm planning to increase the price but add more value add more lectures are at weekly calls weekly q a calls to my students yes. uh, maybe one-on-one -on -one i can draw somebody one yeah. one people a week and i can have a private consultation that i will be recording and posting that on the community later so everybody benefits from that so by doing that miguel but but by going to self-hosting we have more tools to serve people to add more exactly. value so that's and to earn more money too so yeah. that's amazing okay because of course now now that you're providing more value you can justify a higher price. Obviously, everybody exactly. that comes from Udemy are already used to paying $10 per course, right? Yes. So if they're going to pay more, they're going to expect more. Uh, exactly. No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's good. So in terms of, so the, so the average price on Udemy is, is about $10 per sale. How much mm -hmm. do you plan to charge on, on Teachable per course? 
I'm deciding between 295 and 195. Okay, so that's considerably more. That's almost 10 yeah. times more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I but my goal actually it's is good. to, it's a to good give price. 10 times more value. You of know? course. Um, and my goal is to warranty that everyone that enrolls there at the end of the course, at the end of the semester, let's say, they have real results. They are seeing the results on their business. They are of course. Uh, creating yeah. their online presence and all that. So the best way to do that, Miguel, is with self-hosting, as we talk, because we have these tools, you know, to, to contact them, to email them and see, hey, how are you guys doing? questions you know we have a, a real conversation with the students no, so that's, that, make, that makes a lot of sense i mean and that's that's yeah have, it's basically now you own the entire uh, business uh, uh, structure and funnel as opposed to relying yes. on the marketing done by by a self-hosting platform now so what is going to be your strategy to because i've been actually struggling <laughs> with this myself uh <laughs> is to is to to uh either, how are you going to get students either from like, are you, are you, do you have a plan to somehow get students from Udemy and Skillshare onto your teachable course? Yes. And what, and what is that strategy? One of them that I will implement uh, first is the bonus lecture. Udemy allow us to publish, uh, yes. I mean, to drive the students anywhere and promote anything to students in one lecture, which is the last lecture on the curriculum. Yeah. So that's one place. Another place is I have a, a private Facebook group for all my, I mean, not for all, but for most of my, not most also, but for a few students on my Facebook courses, Yeah, a group that I created recently. And people are just joining the group. I am doing live, uh, Facebook live when they have questions. So they send me the question. I go live on Facebook and answer to the students. So uh, my idea is to promote in all my channels, YouTube, in my YouTube channel, to all my subscribers on my private Facebook groups on my email list. So not the seven, I don't have the seven, uh, 67,000 people yeah. on my list yet. Of course. But I have a, a good percentage uh, of that. And not only on the list, but also on the, on the groups, on my Facebook page, Facebook groups and YouTube channel. So basically the idea is when I am ready with Teachable and with my website, I'm going everywhere and creating uh, an expectation for saying, hey, I am I am releasing the Teachable School in, in one month or okay, maybe in yeah. two weeks. Okay, yeah. And create that momentum. And after that, um, when is the, the launch? I will do a small launch for the, for the school. So probably students will, hopefully students will will join there. Oh, okay. Um, also, yeah. another, another thing, Miguel, is that I will use this, the same strategy that I use in Udemy. So I will create a free course, one of my premium courses. I will make it free with yes. all the benefits that I am offering on my teachable school. Yes. And I will say, hey, enroll here, you know, and it's a small course, but it's a course that add value, especially for people that want to create, uh, want to improve their Facebook marketing. Yes. And people will enroll because it's free, I think. And they already know me. They know that I have good courses and all that. So I hope that they will see the free course enroll. And by doing that, I have their name and email and I can start just offering other courses later. Yeah, that, that's that's a great strategy. So you're somewhat replicating what worked on Udemy, but now on your own platform where you have full control, exactly. you can add more value, you can charge more money. Yes. And so then you're going to do a launch. Uh, and then uh, now, so out of all the things that you've done, or you let's talk about the past. What is the one strategy that has, has helped you the most to sell more courses? Man, because I'm sure there's a combination of them, right? Yes. Or mm -hmm. so we can rephrase it in like, uh, 
what is the best strategy for that has led you to grow your email list the most? Because mm -hmm. if, if your sales and your email list are, are correlated, at least once yes. you start teaching on your own, yes. right? And you don't rely on Udemy, right? So what is that thing that has worked the most? And if, if you don't have anything, what is that you're going to do in the future to do this, to make sure your email grow, grows as fast mm -hmm. as possible? One thing that is working for me, um, other than the, the email list is working. I have the email list with subscribers there and I uh, email them uh, once a week, maybe sometimes uh, every two weeks Okay. Uh, with news, uh, news about Facebook, news about new tool, news strategies that I learn. So when I have a new course, I also send these people, hey, this is a new course and I think you will love it. You know, yeah. you have 30 days, money back warranty, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, other than that, what is working for me very well, Miguel, is is YouTube. So I create YouTube videos about the course I am developing. Yes. So I teach something, I add value, 10 minute video, uh, sometimes a little bit longer. And at the end of the video, I say, I offer my course. So okay. I say, Hey, if you want to learn the full thing, just go to my, go to this link and that's it. So YouTube is generating and, and videos that I created a month ago yeah. is are still selling because they are there on the rankings where people search for a specific keywords. Okay. Uh, they see the video. I have one in Brazil. If you go to YouTube, uh, Brazil, youtube.com.br yeah. and you search for WordPress, yes. the keyword WordPress, I am first. That's so that amazing. video is yeah. doing amazing. Yeah. And, and that, that is different. That's a different strategy. I put, uh, half of the course there. So I yes. have like, I don't remember. I think it's two and a half hours. Yeah on the video teaching people how to create a website with wordpress yeah and at the end um when they have a website but if they want to customize the website and make it beautiful i offer the full course okay. so they click on the link and they enroll for i think it's 15 dollars or something so that's working until now i created that uh two years ago and that video is like selling by itself so that's a good strategy too you know creating videos yeah. Yeah. putting on youtube facebook and and try the video i mean get initial views so the video can rank higher and all that yeah so now i've seen yeah that's definitely one i've seen that strategy being used and i've even used it myself my, myself where if you have two or three videos that rank very high for a specific keyword uh you're gonna get a lot of traffic right yes now do you track how you know what's the like the conversion rates from youtube like do you track all the all the metrics like say let's say for a thousand views you get maybe one lead and for so many leads do you you know like do you track every yes. stage of the funnel like i i don't actually okay um, what i what i see is the on udemy when 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 you go to the revenue uh yeah of the month yes. they divided you know your promotions udemy organic and all that so over there i see the the I have the special coupons for YouTube, ah, okay. special names. Yes. So I see the coupons all the time to the top of my of my list, even more than when I send a promotional announcement in some more in, in some month. So if I am not creating a, a new course this month, I don't have anything to launch. Yes. The the YouTube coupons are always at the top of the revenue for my promotions. So I think that's great. And this is for all your courses, not just for the WordPress course. For the WordPress course. For the but I have yeah yeah. For the WordPress course specifically, okay. uh, which which I have a different coupon. For the other courses, I am also I have that also, and I have some sales. But the WordPress course is that is super successful with that. Okay, so I, that's 
that you know that actually leads to a very interesting question. I see that one of the strategies Udemy instructors have used to grow their revenue is keep creating a lot of courses. And I mm-hmm. stopped doing that because I looked into the future and I thought this is an unsustainable business because I cannot mm-hmm. keep creating courses indefinitely because I'm going to yes. have to support so many people. I'm going to have so many courses all over the place. Uh, what is your thoughts about going wide versus narrowing your focus into like maybe two or three premium courses? For Udemy, on my opinion, Miguel, I can be wrong. On my opinion, yeah. for Udemy, the thing that works better for me is to keep creating courses every month. Yes. You know, I totally agree with you, man. I think it's like it's not the best business uh, <laughs> idea strategy because you need to create, keep creating courses to grow. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think that because we are selling for a low price, that's true. We have a number of students, and if we don't have anything new to sell to these students, yes, they already saw all my co- my old courses. They already saw on the on the promotional emails that I send every 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 two weeks. Yes. So if they don't see anything new, um, I I won't be increasing. I will be maintaining maybe my my sales. Yeah. But if I want to grow and increase, I need to keep creating one course a month at least. That's so insane. one of the one of the assign- the announcements that Udemy give me, I use it to promote that course. You know the new course. So every month you use the pro- one of the promotional. Uh, uh, so you just use one of the promotional e- uh, emails a month to promote your new course of the month. The new course, yes, and the other one for all the courses. Uh, I wow. mean, that's we that's... we we have two. Yeah, one of them I I say, hey guys, uh, ten dollar promotion, enrolling all the courses. You know, yes, and yes. the other one is, hey, new course. You know. Okay. So that's, uh, so that's your strategy. So, so let me just go over the, those two promotional yes. emails because those are, you're so limited that you have to be very smart about how yes. you use them, right? So you say, yes. you say you use one to promote that you use to tell them that there's a new course. Yes. Right? And the other one to tell, to tell them, give them a, a discount on an existing course or what is exactly? exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. With it, with, if I have, I try to create one course a month, not every month I can do it, you know, because we yes. have other things, of course. Uh, vacation, well, family and all that. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's amazing crazy. that you can do one a month. Yeah. If you yeah. ask some of my students that have been two years trying to do one, one course, when they hear that you do it in one month, they're like, oh, well, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the announcements I use to sell the students the new course saying, Hey, this is a new course. Enroll now, 24-hour promotion, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes below that, I add all my other courses, you know. Oh, you can also enroll in all this. Ah, so you use that to, to do a yes. double promotion, the main double promotion, promotion and then the secondary saying, yes. by the way, you, you, you can get all my old courses for a discount. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And um, the second announcement, usually, I, if I already release the course, the new course that, that month, sometimes I use it to to send to send a promotional about the new course. For example, I say, okay, for seven days you can enroll for this price. Yes. Okay. So I send one announcement, and before the seven days end, I send twenty four hours. In the day six, I send, hey, we have still twenty four hours to enroll for this price. And also, if you are paying only ten bucks, but also you are getting a live Q and A that it won't be recorded. It's live for you. So I will be teaching amazing strategies live for all, only for new students. So enroll now in day six before the seven days end, you know, sometimes I create a video se- de- telling them that. So it's oh. easier to, Oh, okay. For them to- oh, interesting. So you, now I am starting to, so now when you say they're going to deliver this free class, how mm-hmm. 
do you do you give them a link to join a webinar or something like that or the free class is usually a Facebook live session because we cannot uh, on Udemy we cannot collect their oh. name and email and all that you know okay so uh, it's a, a a link to a Facebook live or YouTube live that doesn't require uh, registration oh so they don't have to join not they don't even have to join a Facebook private group no. or anything like no, that no, it's no. directly to the li to the live stream yes exactly. and on that and live yeah okay. What? And sometimes you can you can even uh, embed that on your website, so you can copy the the, the code yeah. and put it on your website, so they can watch it on your environment too. Um, oh, yeah. That works well. We did that on the launch with Phil. I created a course with Phil Ebiner recently about digital marketing. Yes. And yes. we did that for the launch. It was great. So what we did, Miguel, is this: we when we start uh, editing the course one week before the launch day, let's say. We, we created a uh, live Facebook live video, YouTube live telling about the new course, about everything that they will learn, blah, blah, blah. Um, one day before launch, when we stood meet to Udemy and we were waiting for the approval, yeah. we did another, I mean, I did another live on my Facebook group. He did on his saying, hey, we just submitted. It's great. It's amazing. Uh, 26 hours, blah, blah, blah. And but and people were saying on the comments, hey, uh, I want to enroll now. What is the link? Uh, take my money, something like that, you know? <laughs> and we said, no, 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 we, we cannot yet. We, you need to wait because it's still on approval process. Okay. Tomorrow we will do another live session uh, inviting you to enroll in the first seven days, you know, in the first week. Um, so we did that and we did also the live Q and A yeah. for new students only. Okay. And for new, I don't remember for how students many that just enrolled for, for on the course. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So that was the incentive. Okay. So I see, do you have two different uh, live events? One is just to promote the course. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. And, and the second one is that one of the incentives for them to join the course is that the new students get a free uh, a free live session with live you guys. session, yeah, live training session and Q and A at the end. <clears throat> okay, very, very good. Yes, because everybody, everybody knows now that they can buy a course for ten dollars on Udemy. They don't need to wait; like they don't need to enter in your seven-day promotions of or course, even twenty-four yeah, yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing that we are talking about Teachable. That we need to when we add more value. Yes. Um, they will they will take action. You know, they will say, "Oh, I like this uh, this uh, live training thing." So. I think I will enroll on that. Um, do you have other questions about the promotionals or? Uh, no, I mean, of course I could keep creating questions, <laughs> but uh, I think that's good. Uh, what I was going to ask now is, so you do the live session. Oh, it's a question about now that you have so many courses, do you maintain them and upgrade them on a, on a regular basis? Because I see that very hard to do, or, or do you phase them out? Do you ever unpublish them and publish a new version? Because I never knew, really know how to go about that. I'm usually updating and it's difficult for me because I, I teach a lot of Facebook courses Yes, and Facebook change the interface every week sometimes. So I'm yeah. going crazy. <laughs> People saying, hey, this course is updated. It is not updated, blah, blah, blah. And I just recorded it. It's a new course, you know, yes. but they change the interface. So uh, and for that specific thing, if it's a big change on the interface of stuff like that, I I re-record the lecture. For all the courses where you're teaching that specifically. Yes, okay, exactly. So that's, that's quite a bit of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, I mean, 
it is what it is. Uh, some I have some friends that they are they are teaching like uh, leader leadership, uh, sales, yeah, uh, stuff like that. So that's more static. They don't change too much because the the it's sales more, yeah, uh, it's more evergreen to the content. Exactly. Sometimes it doesn't change, but software uh, or anything that has to do with tech, it changes a lot. Yes. Yeah. So you're, you're uh, yeah. You so about to. your about your question, Miguel, about yeah. uh, if it's better to have like a lot of courses and keep creating courses or have just one or two. Yes. If we if we move from Udemy to your own platform, yeah, I think the best strategy is to have a little bit of premium courses, not like 20 courses where you can have one, two, three, four premium courses or two premium courses Yes, and work with that, you know, B keep creating that, keep building that, improve the strategies and all that because you are, you are charging a higher price yes. and you are doing, you are adding more value with webinars and live training and all that. So on that case, if we move from Udemy to Teachable, I think, in my opinion, right, the the thing that I like is to have less courses and just more engaged students, the students that are taking action, that are, that are having results. So it's eventually your goal <laughs> to be able to rely mostly on, on your self-hosting income or is that eventually your ideal goal? Yes. My ideal goal is to, to, yes, to, 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 ha to convert the majority of my income from Udemy and from other marketplace platforms to my own platform. That's my goal. So I need, I want to increase because by doing that, I have more control. I will still of be course. with Udemy and with Skillshare course, because yeah. I mean, they are selling the courses to people that are not in my audience, people that I don't know. They have 7 million people there yeah. um, that I don't have access right now. So they are selling and that's great. But at the same time, my idea is to, to have more control of my business. So by, by having your courses in your own, own platform, you, uh, you have the email address, you control where the courses are, you control the promotions and everything you want. So basically you can grow your business from there. So, but that means that you're going to mm -hmm. have to do a mm -hmm. lot of the marketing because now, uh, of course, Udemy helps you promote your courses because it's a great ecosystem. They spend millions of dollars promoting your courses. Yes. But once you don't have that, now that that's going to be your job. So yes. how much of your time do you think you have to spend marketing to be able to get the same of income when you're self-hosting? It's going to be more or less... More time for sure. Yeah. More time promoting, more time creating, uh, my, my main, I love, uh, video marketing. Oh, yeah. So my That's main strategy is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my main strategy is to invest time creating webinars, helping people, adding value and reaching new people on, 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 on my audience every time. So I grow my audience. I grow my email list. Um, and also do Facebook ads, you know, YouTube ads. Uh, I mean, we have like amazing retargeting tools that we can use right now that we can target people on Facebook, on YouTube or any social media, people that are really looking for the, the thing that you have to offer. So if we invest time creating that specific target audience, we can have great results. Of course, I mean, talking about that, one big mistake, in my opinion, that people make is that they create a Facebook ad and they drive the 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 client straight to the sale. Yeah. So they don't have a funnel. They, so they don't have a they don't create a relationship with the client. They true. send cold traffic. So that's I mean they said okay, it's not converting. Facebook ads doesn't work for me. 
Of course, because you are driving cold traffic to your offer, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that reminds me, we should do probably an interview just on Facebook, just like an overview, because I think yeah. a lot of, the moment you start self-hosting, you have two, two, two sources of traffic. It's going to be either inbound through your content marketing, YouTube and social media. And then the, the scalable, more predictable one is the paid one. But that is a very scary one because that means you have to put money up front. Yes. And, and I actually try to, and a lot of people struggle to make that profitable, right? Yes. So, we're, this interview is not about that, but like, uh, <laughs> it's hard to get it to work and, and, it's uh, hard, yeah. and it's tricky. And, but I think the takeaway from, from that is that if you're going to do it and make sure that first <laughs> take Diego's course, cause we teach you how to do it right. <laughs> and second, uh, make sure you don't send them directly to you, to a sales page without building a relationship. Right. Exactly. Uh, because that's <laughs> the whole idea of an email is you have enough time to, for them to learn who you are, trust you. And eventually, okay, this is the guy I can, <laughs> uh, I can trust to put my money on. Right. So that makes, yes. makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's awesome. Okay. So we're at 45 minutes. I got a couple more questions for you here. Uh, how are you for time? Are you good? I'm good. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so now this is a little bit more about the actual, uh, way that you create your courses because like I say, I, I've been teaching how to create, I have one of the first courses on Udemy, how to teaching people how to create online courses. And I remember my first course took me at least two months to do, and it was a lot of work. And now I'm teaching people and most people take so long to create an online course. So when you say mm -hmm. you're creating a, a course a month, and these are good courses, I've seen the quality of production that you have. Like it's, they're you. not crappy courses. It's not just slides. You have your face, you have graphics, you have good the sound, good Everything that, that makes a course look professional, you have, and you do this regularly, very well, really fast. So how do you do it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, first of all, how, let's be more concrete. How do you come up first for ideas for your courses? Do you have like a, stra a strategy or you just, what, what do you do? So right now, Miguel, I am, I send surveys to my students. I use Google forms and I say, okay, I have, I think my students will like, these five topics. Yes. So I send the survey and I get the replies from them. I, they, I usually have like 500 to a thousand replies wow, for, for that. Yeah. yeah. So when I see that, I say, okay, uh, I was thinking that item number five is the most popular, but no item number two is the most popular. So I decide and I create that. So when I have the topic, um, also, yeah. So let me go with that. Yes. When I have, when I have the topic, um, I create a mind map. So I sit in front of the computer, close all the, the social media and everything, just have one clean screen on, on my, on front of me. And I start writing, uh, creating a mind map of the process, the best way to teach this to somebody that doesn't know how to do it. Okay. So from the start to the, from beginner to professional, everything, every step, and the mind map is great because you can change, you can move it, you can add more legs to the to the map, you know. So the the mind maps, I think, is one of my 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 secrets. I mean, the the I think that I am I am super productive sometimes creating courses because of the mind map. Okay. So when I have the complete mind map and I sit and I do it in one sitting, I try. Uh, sometimes I spend like two hours, sometimes an hour, sometimes half half an hour, but I try to do it only in one sitting because it's easier for me to to think all in once. You know. So on the on the mind map, uh, are you? This is kind of it's going to be like the outline of your course, like the modules yes. and the lectures, basically that you're going to have. That's that's exactly. the content of it, right? 
Yes, initially I I just put uh, I just do a brainstorm. I put all the 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 main ideas that I have. Yes, and after that I start uh, creating the mind map on a way on on the structure of the curriculum on Udemy. Let's say so I put introduction, uh, welcome, um, blah blah blah, the uh, lecture model two. Yes, let's say first step. So what do you need to to succeed on this course and the second lecture? And so I am creating all the chapters with the right names already. So everything that is there is exactly the name that is going to the Udemy curriculum. Yes, um, I have the the models and I have the lectures. Okay. On the mind map. So when I have the mind map ready, I start recording. Before Miguel, I record one lecture in the past and I immediately go and edit the lecture and upload it to Udemy. Okay. What I am doing right now is I have the mind map. I start and I start recording all the lectures one by one. When I am done with the recordings, I said, okay, it took me like a week. It took me maybe four or five days. Now I am ready recording. I don't need to record anything else. I will sit and edit, you know? Okay. So let me stop you there. there. So, because there is something that now that I've teached this a few times, people struggle a lot with, which is creating the outline. It's most people can do within one or two hours, right? They just think about the main ideas and they break it down into, into lessons, but then the actual recording before recording, People ask me, should I create a script or or they have to create the, the slides for the course, right? It's yes. not just like you go and start recording yes. right away, right? So what is your process that do you use slides? Do you use, what is your process to, to create the content that goes inside its lecture? That's a great question, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, a lot of people have that, that question. Yeah. Um, so I have this zero PowerPoint policy. So I try to use zero PowerPoint. And Sometimes I, because me personally, I am really bad writing. So if I need to write a script for my videos, man, it will take me hours to write something. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So I am more like a video guy. If you uh, sometimes for emails, I have a, a system now that when people send me long emails, I just put my camera, I record the answer and I send the link you know, I to the it. recorder. It's, also so much it's, it's very efficient. Yeah. 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 So, uh, most depending of each one, you know, for me personally, I am not good writing. I, for me, it takes time to write. It takes time to, to create PowerPoints and all that. So what I do is before, um, on my mind map, I have the lectures name and I have some bullet points that I need to talk about on the video. Yes. So if I think it's useful to the student and it's important for the students to have one slide, talking about specific things. Sometimes it's good, you know, to have a graphic demonstration. Of course, yeah. I use that, you know, but I basically don't script my videos. I know the bullet points and I just turn the camera on and and do the process, teach what I need to cheat on that specific video. Okay, so now when you are, are you, are you, when you're recording yourself, do you have the bullet points in your line of sight or you memorize them already? Um, most of the time I already memorize it because it's like two, two to four to five uh, bullet points. It's not like a big list. Now, usually. Do you rehearse a few times or do you, how, do you, or do you do it on one take? Like how yeah. right now I'm doing, I do it in one take. Usually. So you're one take Mike. One take. Yeah. Like yes. just, that takes a while. Of course, a lot of practice. So, Sometimes. And this is a, a good tip that somebody told me in the beginning is yeah. to, to do this instead of 
let's say you need to create a five minute video and you start recording and you, when you are in three minutes, you make a mistake and you say, oh man, okay, stop, let's start again. Yeah. So what, what I do now, and a lot of instructors do that, you are recording, you make a mistake, you keep silence for 10 seconds, yes. you know, yes. make an, an audio wave, you know, pop up an audio wave and start recording again. So when you are editing, you go to the editing software, you see all the audio wave and you see a silent and you need, you know that there you need to cut that piece of, 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 of Oh yeah, video. that's a good strategy. Yeah. So you so, don't stop recording. You just create yes. a, a gap in the audio that is visible on the waveform. Exactly. And that visually you can know where you need the cuts, where yes. you need to edit out. That's really exactly. smart. Yeah. So I don't, I don't need to, to watch the whole thing because I usually don't, I mean, I don't have too many fancy graphics. I have fancy graphics on the beginning, on the first five seconds of my lectures, yeah. but not during the lecture, you know? Um, so when I see that, I say, okay, this 10 minute video, I have two blank space here on the audio wave. Yeah. So I go there before, could, could, and join, that's it. Move to the next one, you know? Nice. Okay. So I, I like to be granular about this because now that I know that, that we take this for granted, but for people that are starting out, like it's, they just go nuts about not understanding the process. Right. So this has been extremely useful now. So the next thing I was going to ask you is like, so you're recording basically your face, but is, if you're teaching Facebook marketing, is it what, how much is it mostly your face, but sometimes you have to show your screen, right? Uh, do you, or, or most of your lectures is just your face speaking and then people have to like figure out how to do this on, on Facebook. I like to no, know the ratio of yeah. face be between screen, between the screen recording and, and, and face. Yes. <clears throat> Great yeah. question. So for most of the practical lectures, which is 95% of my course, oh, okay, yeah. I have the screen capture. So I am recording my screen and my face on the corner. You know, yes. I have a small square with me talking there. Um, some people are, are doing fancy things when they have the green screen and all that. Yeah, yeah, too uh, I try that, but I, it never works for me. So I'm just recording like you are seeing right now. What you are seeing right now is what people see on my courses. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, actually. The, yeah. <laughs> and this corner. is the same camera because now people are going to, are you, you're probably using the uh, Logitech uh, mm -hmm. C920, right? Yes. yes. And then for your, for, for recording your screen is using ScreenFlow, right? Yes, exactly. And then your mic is probably, uh, what my is mic it? is, uh, Blue Jetty. It's a Blue Jetty, which is the, one yeah. of the most popular, yeah, most popular, most popular yeah. one. It sounds fantastic. So it's like, I always tell people like the, 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 the amount of equipment you need to get started is ridiculous. It's under, yes. under 200 bucks. Not, of course, not counting the laptop, which also mm -hmm. is something that I want to make a reminder to everybody is that I've seen people struggling. And it was not because they didn't have the, the right camera and everything. It's because the laptop was super slow and or mm. old. And because we're dealing with video, people don't realize that yes. video takes a long time to, to, to encode because the next step after you record your lecture is you have to create a movie file and that it's encoding time. And that takes mm -hmm. a long time, especially if you're, if you're, if your uh, laptop is very, very old or your computer is very old. Right. So yes. yeah, ideally, if when you're doing this uh, at a semi-professional level, professional level, it's a good idea to invest on a faster computer. I'm sure you have a pretty fast MacBook Pro, right? Yes. Yes. Before that, I had I, I actually I started with a, a Windows PC Yeah. Uh, with the processor was like i3 Intel or something like that. Yes. All, all computer. And I was working with that for 
two years, you know, rendering video. Every time I render the video, I wait for like 20 minutes. I know. Okay. It takes forever. <laughs> yeah. But now uh, after two years, I invested on a, on a better computer. So I have the MacBook now super happy with it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's it it pays off. People try think they're trying they're saving money, and I understand when you're saving how to money. But really, on the long term, I always I, I always think it's like your time is also worth money. So if you can yes. invest that on saving, like say in five minutes per lecture rendering, that's already a lot of money. If you're doing yes. a lot of lectures, especially like you, you're doing a course a month. That's insane. Uh, so then you were taking us. Uh, we've we've gone through how you do your lectures. Then you record your lectures. Uh, and then you say, now you're recording first all your lectures. And now after that, you're editing your lectures, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And how long is the, the process take usually like one week <clears> recording <throat> and one week editing or how, how is it breaking down? Depending on the course, usually, um, <clears throat> um, a week and a half or maybe two weeks recording, depending on yeah. how long the course is, um, and editing is. Let's say if I if I have a week and a half recording, I will edit that probably in in four four days. Four days editing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, but I am I'm not talking about um, more than a hundred lectures. More than a hundred lectures. That yes. seems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like this. It's one of the things I was thinking to do. I I just remember is that I like to go one day travel to some of the top instructors in the world and see them work so people can get a sense <laughs> yeah, of their work ethic. Be the behind the scenes of what it takes to do this because people don't realize and this is one of my next questions is the work ethic that uh instructors like you have like i don't even have that work ethic it's just it's just my and people like phil Ebiner or somebody that a lot of people are polemic about is uh Jerry Banfield, who is the most mm -hmm. prolific machine I ever seen in my life. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> he produces three videos a day. Well, maybe 10 videos a day. And he yeah. does ebooks and you name it. It's amazing how productive and prolific these people are, right? So yes. going behind the scenes and really see what's going on. So that's my next question. And, and we're going to end pretty soon here is that, uh, how do you keep, uh, do you, what is your method of being productive? Do you have a, do you have a calendar with everything that you're doing? Like just in, in a couple of minutes, explain how how do yeah. you make sure that you everything is under control? Man, that's that's a great question. And I struggled for a long time with that, Miguel. Uh, yes. Basically, I had months and months sitting in front of the computer, start working on something and going to Facebook to check something. And, and after two hours, I look and I said, man, I just spent two hours on Facebook doing work sometimes, you know, yeah. uh, trying to see groups and stuff like that. But I mean, it's not productive work. Yes. So what, what I am doing now and it's working pretty well. First, I have an app for, for the Mac and it's available also for iOS, which is called Things. It's, uh, I don't know if you know it, Things, how do you, it's like T-H-I-N-G-S? Yes. Okay, yes. things, okay. Things. No, I never um, heard about it, that's awesome. It's, a, it's like a project manager uh, uh, app where, it, where I have different projects. So I have my Udemy project. Inside that I have Udemy ideas, Udemy uh, updates. I mean, courses that needs to be updated, specific lectures. So every time somebody comes up to me in any way, email, students question or anything like that, I automatically get that I make a screenshot of that and I put it in one of my projects. So when I have free time or when I am sitting, sometimes we have like millions of projects of course. and they, there are days that we, that I wake up and I said, I don't know what, what to, what to do today. today you know, I, I know what to start working. I mean, too many things. So I have my projects that I can go 
and, and start one by one. So what, what is working, answering your question, what is working very well for me now, and I'm doing this for since the beginning of the year, every night before bed, I write down three main actions that I need to do the next day. And these three actions needs to be goal oriented. So if you have like a weekly goal, a monthly goal, or a yearly goal, let's say I want to earn $1,000 on Udemy by the end of the year. So that's my goal. So what I need to do in order to accomplish that, maybe just answering questions. I mean, that will help because it will engage students, but maybe doing a new course. Okay, maybe doing a new course. So I, I have the top priority, three actions for each day. I write that uh, before yeah. stopping the next day. So right now I will stop working and I will write down the three must do for tomorrow morning. Okay. So tomorrow morning and I wake up and I don't need to think about, okay, um, too many emails. I have too many questions. No, I just sit, I open my thing, my app and, and I see what's number one. Yes. So I start working on number one immediately. Yes. And when I fin- I don't look at number two, I know it's there. I sometimes I read it a little bit, but I don't think about it. Yeah. When I finish number one, I said, okay, number one is done. Delete that. Let's go to number two. So I'm trying, I basically, I mean, it's difficult working for home, you know, from home, of you course, know me. Yeah, it's you have to be self-disciplined. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So by doing that is, is the way that is working for me. Okay. You know? So I see it's, it's, uh, so, now basically you've created a little routine, which is every day you set the next three action items for yes. the next day. And that's exactly. basically what you do. And then you just focus on that. Now, do yes. you, when you're working, do you turn off every, like your social media and your email, or do you have them on the background or you just, how do you make sure you're just 100% on your uh, focus on your task? Uh, I don't, I don't turn it off. It's, it's on here, but, um, I used to Usually, get work done, so you're obviously doing yeah, it right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes, I mean, let's say 80%, 80 percent of the time, I am focused, even with the with the social media. I mean, I close Facebook, of course, yes. but I have my my Facebook Messenger open here on my computer. I have uh, Skype. Um, I don't have too many people contact me on these channels. So I usually, even having them open, I am usually be able to to focus and work on this the three actions I have for the day. Nice. So now talking about that, since you're now setting goals, which is obviously very, very important, then breaking them down and then, okay, uh, focusing, is this, th- any of these three tax going to help me reach this uh, bigger goal, like maybe making a thousand dollars a month or something exactly. like that. So what is, did you have a specific goals for, for this year or next year that you would like to share? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have goal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can share, man. Um, no, but I have I have income goals and make, um, make you accountable for it. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have I have a dashboard here, as you can see. Oh, OK. I see like three million dollars so, per day. OK, that's no, no, I, actually one of my goals. I am releasing my teachable school uh, yes. next month. Nice. So one of my goals is to have 30, uh, 30 pay students by the end of the year. I mean, okay. I, I have no idea how difficult it will be for me. You you know more than me on that. Yes. Um, uh, getting these students from Udemy and putting them on Teachable, you know, I have my plans, I have my strategy, but I, I never did it on the practice. You know? oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My goal is to have 30 pay students on my premium courses on Teachable by the end of the year. I think it's totally doable. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. um, 
Another goal that I have for Black Friday is to sell $20,000 on Udemy. That's difficult, but 20, hopefully we'll... Okay, that would be in one day or how does it work? You no, know, actually, for, for, for yeah. November. Black for Friday. the month of November. Yes. $20,000 on Udemy. And that would be the more you, the most you've done on Udemy in one month. On Udemy, yes. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I used to make quite a bit of money on Udemy. <laughs> now I just literally forgot about it. Uh, but I mean, it gives, it still get residual income, like between two and $3,000 without really having done any courses. I still yes. only have like uh, nine courses on Udemy, right? And then I focus on, on, I, I'm now actually trying to build my uh, Thinkific platform, basically all of that, right? Nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that, that's a great goal. Good, good, good. Uh, thanks for sharing. I really hope yeah, you get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. So now, now just the last two questions and uh, we can wrap it up is, uh, mm -hmm. so what are one or two online teachers that you see as role models? Because we all know each other in this industry. Well, a, a lot of the top instructors, who do you like to model yourself after or you're inspired by? Uh, there is Brendan Bruchard. I don't know if you heard about him. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Bruchard is amazing. I yes. took a few courses from him and nice. one specifically is the Total Product Blueprint. Man, this guy is amazing. I mean, not only the delivery and the quality of the, the video and everything, the quality of the content, the value, the step-by-step, -step, I mean, and he's super smart that he creates systems yes. for, for students to apply. I mean, uh, he's an inspiration for me, you know, he's, he's great. Yeah. He's built an empire. Yeah. But yes. total empire. He uses yes. YouTube a lot, paid advertising. I watched this, this uh, presentation where he was saying he was spending like, uh, I don't know if it was five or ten thousand dollars a day on Facebook ads, uh, oh. because he was getting the he was basically saying, "Well, I double my money within yes. thirty days, so what do I That's care, fine. right? I just keep putting exactly. money on the funnel, right?" <laughs> so really, uh, taking it to the next level. I actually know, I actually know the guy that did his Facebook a lot of his Facebook marketing. Uh, oh, yeah, I could introduce you to him. I forgot his name. Actually, I promoted one of his products, uh, but uh, yeah, that's awesome, Brandon Bouchard. Yeah, yeah I know Brandon him. Bouchard is great. Uh, and then what is one book, podcast, or course that you recommend uh, to online teachers? Well, for to online teacher, uh, you guys that are watching, keep following Miguel. He's great. <laughs> and you will learn amazing stuff. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Also, Phil Ebiner have, a, have a, a new podcast called Online Course Masters. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's great, I, too. I uh, subscribe to it. Yeah, I listen to every episode. By the way, your interview, Miguel, was great. You, you had an interview with him, right? Yes, I was the third person he interviewed. Yes. Yeah. I remember I, I listened to that. I was very, uh, you had a lot of value and, and strategies there. So uh, go there guys and, and look for that for Miguel's interview there. Okay. Also, there is, there is another one for <clears throat> social media marketing podcast. If you want to learn more about how to market in your course, how to use social media in order to grow your sales and nice. all that. You can follow my courses and also the podcast, which is called social media marketing is for socialmediaexaminer.com. Social? These guys are great. Okay, so you said two podcasts. One is called Social Media What? The name of the podcast is called Social, Social Media, Media Marketing Market Podcast. Okay, okay, that's easy. <laughs> Social and, Media Marketing. And, and the website of these guys yes. is called socialmediaexaminer.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Those are two great uh, recommendations. And of course, if you want to check any of uh, Diego's courses, you can go to uh, Skillshare and just type Diego Davila. And the same thing on Udemy. 
if you yes. want to learn a lot about Facebook marketing and social media marketing specifically, as you can see, he's produced a ton of courses and he's a super engaging instructor. What you see is what you get. Actually, you get the same image more or less because he's using <laughs> exactly the same camera. The same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That right. door is always open. I have the bar here to exercise sometimes, you know, here. Oh, yeah, I see the bar. I have a, <laughs> yes. not the same bar, but I also put a bar there. That's, it's true. <laughs> you know, by the way, that's the last tip. Uh, people that spend a lot of time in sitting on their office or just working yes. from home, those bars are great just to stretch and to do yes. some push-ups. It's nice for, for fitness. All right, Diego, that was a fantastic interview. Uh, thanks so much for your time. It was so much fun. And hopefully we'll catch you uh, soon again, talk more about Facebook marketing and your your adventures and the, in you, the world of course creation. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Okay, bye-bye. Well, that's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to it, rate it, and share it with your friends. To learn more about me, Grumo, and the universe, just visit grumo.com. That is G-R-U-M-O dot com. Thanks for listening. My name is Miguel Hernandez, and this was the Grumo Podcast. <laughs>